to the GBC Sermon Podcast from Gaimia Baptist Church in Sydney, Australia. This message from our Sunday church service is part of the resources we provide as we seek to see lives changed by Jesus. You could also listen to our Big Three podcast, a conversation that unpacks three big questions raised from sermons like this one. You can find more information about Gaimia Baptist Church as well as discipleship resources and an opportunity to join us in person or online on our website, gaimiabaptist.org.au. I'm Fiona Kirkman and I'll be giving the Bible reading today, which comes from John 16, 7 to 14. But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove to the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment, about sin because people do not believe in me, about righteousness because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer, and about judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear, But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. This is the word of God. Thanks, Fiona. Fantastic. Well, hello, church. Great to see you. My name is Roxanne. As was mentioned before, I'm on staff here as one of the associate pastors, and uh, it's great to be here. We are continuing, and in fact, it's the very last day of a series that we've been running through based on the Holy Spirit. And if you're new to the church here and you're kind of wondering, uh, oh my gosh, have I missed so much? It's the last day of the Holy Spirit. Let me catch you up real quick. This is kind of a standalone. They all have been, but I just want to get everybody back in the headspace about the Holy Spirit. Um, We started doing this series for four weeks as a result of a process that we went through last year. It was a discernment process where we asked the Holy Spirit uh, to tell us what we should be focusing in as a church for the next five years. And we had this huge big discernment process. We had a discernment team. And out of that came some strategic directions. And one of those strategic directions was a desire for us to explore the Holy Spirit, to know more about the Holy Spirit, to, um, to, to move into that space. And so as a very first step like the very first step, we're doing a four-week series and this is where we um, have landed at today. Uh, These strategic priorities or directions, they're part of a five-year strategic plan, so uh, keep that in mind that these uh, series of sermons is not the be-all, end-all of everything. Uh, But what we've done is we've had a bit of a look through the scriptures at the spirit and how God uses his spirit and we've learned a couple of things along the way. You can go back and listen to the pods on this uh, through our podcasts. They're amazing to to kind of refresh and have a look at. But Mark, our senior pastor, encouraged us to be intentional about the way we pray, that we can actually be intentional about praying to the Holy Spirit as part of the Trinity, the triune God of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He helped us to understand that the Holy Spirit is involved in, in creation. And throughout the Old Testament, The Holy Spirit came upon people for a time and a task and then left. 
So, so the Holy Spirit had a different way and we found that the, the Holy Spirit was, was prophesied a couple of times or more than a couple uh, throughout the Old Testament and, um, and we knew that, that one day the Spirit would come and be poured out amongst all people. And we also learned a little bit about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that they're not gifts for us to put on the shelf and, and think how amazing is that for us, for our benefit. Um, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are more uh, through us as opposed to to us. They're given through us for the building up of the church, not necessarily to us so that we feel awesome and uh, really successful and popular. Uh, so we, we're learning a bit about the Spirit as we go, but today what we're going to be looking at is just some indicators, uh, some ways that we can discern, uh, recognise, identify the work of the Holy Spirit. So we're having a look here in John chapter 16 and Jesus is with the disciples and he's talking about a time when he will be with them no longer, when he is going to go away and send the Holy Spirit. Uh, first thing I want to point out to you, um, he says, very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. It's good, says Jesus, that I'm going away. And I don't know about you if you're a disciple sitting here because Jesus has been good. It has been good to be with Jesus. And I don't think they would have been able to fathom at all how could it possibly be good that he is going away. But it's Jesus. So if he says it's good, I guess we've got to give him the benefit of the doubt. And we're going to find out how good that is. And he says, unless I go away, I can't send the Spirit. I can't send the Holy Spirit. And sending is a really big theme in John's Gospel. We find Jesus was sent. The Father sent the Son to do the work that only the Son can do. And now we find that the Son is going away in order to send the Spirit to do the work that only the Spirit can do. And so there's this concept of sending and the description that Jesus uses about who he is going to send, he says, unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. The advocate. Your Bible that you're reading might have the word counsellor in it as well, like some translations use counsellor. And that's a really, really interesting word, the advocate, the counsellor. And the Greek word for, for this is actually parakletos, Sounds like parakeet, right? It sounds like a bird. Uh, it's not, you'll be happy to know. Uh, parakletos is, is a word that, um, you'll know, para, as in parallel, or para-Olympics, like alongside, right? Um, and kletos is, is to, to call, to, uh, to kind of summon. So it actually, parakletos, means the one who is called alongside. The one who comes alongside. And so Jesus is sending, it's good. It's good that I'm going to go back to the Father because I'm going to send the Paracletus, the one who is going to come alongside, and that's good. And the disciples must be thinking, well, how's that good, Jesus? Because we have been alongside you for some time now, and that's been pretty great. The disciples have been walking alongside Jesus, literally, on the road. Um, and it's been great with the three, with the 12 disciples. I don't know how alongside they're getting there, but alongside. And then with the 72, well, that gets a little harder to come alongside Jesus if you're the 72. And of course, with the crowds that came, like the crowds of 3,000 and so that came, that becomes problematic to be alongside Jesus when you're in that crowd. And we hear stories about how when Jesus was trying to teach, 
that size crowd. He had to get into like boats and be pushed out into the water so he could preach and teach people who gathered on the shore. I mean, hear stories about how uh, short people who couldn't see climbed trees like Zacchaeus up a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus. So while the disciples have been alongside Jesus, Jesus is saying, ah, it's going to be good because I'm going to send the paracletos, the one who comes alongside, and he is going to come alongside more than you. He's going to come alongside everybody. That is what is going to happen. Does that sound good? Amen. It sounds good. It sounds so good. Well, the word parakletos, the one who comes alongside, is actually judicial language. It's the language of the court. Um, it's something that you take place in inside, inside a courtroom. We even use some of that language today in courts. We talk about a, a counsellor in court sometimes. But the advocate in, and counsellor is somebody who might intercede who might represent, who might uh, speak on your behalf in, in the court system back then. I was actually for a, went for a walk the other day around my house and everyone's selling up and pulling down houses and rebuilding them. And there was a big banner on a block of land and it said, selling your home, use a vendor advocate. Get more for your property at no cost to you. And I'd never heard of a vendor advocate before. I don't know if you have. I just heard of real estate agents. Um, but apparently a vendor advocate gets more money for you. And, and they advocate for your benefit. It doesn't cost you anything, but it's somebody else that helps you receive a benefit. And that's the sense of, of advocate that we find in the Holy Spirit. It's one who comes alongside and who advocates. And... Because it's a court system, I want us to be clear about what it's not as well. The word parakletos is not a prosecutor. It's not the one who accuses or who brings a lawsuit. It's not prosecutorial language at all. There is, in fact, um, someone in the Bible who is an accuser, and the Hebrew word for that role is Hasatan, the accuser. And we translate that in English as Satan. Hasatan, the accuser. Revelation 12 talks about Satan being the accuser of the saints. So we need to be making sure that we understand the role of the Holy Spirit, the one who comes alongside, the one who intercedes, the one who advocates, the counsellor, and it's very different from the one who accuses or condemns as we're looking through how to discern the Holy Spirit. And Jesus says he's going to send this advocate for our good, and when he comes, he's going to prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment, about sin because people who do not believe in me. And when we're looking at the work of the Holy Spirit now, we see that happens. We see that the Holy Spirit works in a couple of ways. He works within and he works without. The Holy Spirit works within, within us as individuals, within us gathered as the church, within the, the big C global church. And the Holy Spirit also works without, in the world. He comes in and he proves the world to be in the wrong about sin. Now, I don't know if you have ever experienced this before you came to faith, before you knew Jesus. Um, 
before you, you came to repentance, whether you've experienced the Holy Spirit. You might not have known it was the Holy Spirit, but when the Holy Spirit works and, and is working outside, outside the church, you might have had an experience where things have happened in a very strange way. Circumstances might have happened. Somebody might have moved next door to you who was a Christian. You might have started a job and lo and behold, someone there is a Christian and they believe in Jesus. You might have been a teenager and one of your friends might have said to you, hey, why don't you come to youth group? You could have been a young adult and they said, all the good-looking girls are at church, come to church. That could have been the circumstances that you experienced before you came to faith. Or the Holy Spirit who proves the world to be wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment might have been at work in your heart, might have been at work in a positive and a negative way. In a negative way, you might have suddenly realised, is this it? Do I just get up and go to work and come home and go to bed and then the next day do it all over again until I die? Is that it? Is this what life's all about? Or you might have been thinking through, what's, what's life really all about? If we're just animals, if, if the world's just an accident, why do I feel so much? Why do I love so much? Why do I want to know if somebody is really out there, if someone really loves me, is there really a God? The Holy Spirit is at work in the world, showing the world to be in the wrong about sin and about righteousness, about judgment. And the Holy Spirit does that without us in the world. And he uses us to partner in those roles. The Holy Spirit also works within us, within us as individuals, us as the church, us as the global church. And when the Holy Spirit works in us, we find that he moves us in the same direction that he moves the world in. When the Holy Spirit's at work in the world, the Holy Spirit is the counsellor. He's the advocate. He's the one that comes alongside and he moves people towards conviction of their hearts and towards salvation and towards being in the family of God. When the Holy Spirit's at work in our lives, in our midst, in our church, in our family, the Holy Spirit moves us towards repentance and towards sanctification, towards being made more like Jesus Christ. And if we want to discern, is that the Holy Spirit at work? We need to recognise but when the Holy Spirit does that, he does it with a voice of conviction, not condemnation. When the Holy Spirit is work, at work in the world, outside the world, without us, the Holy Spirit will move people towards conviction, repentance, and faith. When the Holy Spirit is at work in you and I, in our church, he moves us towards repentance, towards sanctification, towards building up the fruit of the Spirit. And we need to listen when it's the voice of conviction in the Spirit and also identify when it's the other voice, the voice of condemnation, the voice of the accuser, Hasatan, the voice that might want to keep us locked in our shame, locked in our guilt, locked in our sin, that negative voice that doesn't move us towards Jesus, but keeps us there. That voice of condemnation, 
the accuser. Because it says that the Spirit makes that clear. Because the prince of this world now stands condemned. So if the voice you're listening to is a voice of condemnation, it comes from the one who is already condemned. So as we're discerning the Spirit, let's look for the one who comes alongside, the one who convicts us, moves us toward Jesus, and not the voice of the accuser who is already accused. Second thing that I want to say about discerning the work of the Spirit here is in the Spirit of truth. He says, I have much more to say to you, more than you can bear. Yes, amen for that. Uh, When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, and he's not going to speak says Jesus on his own. No, he's going to speak only what he hears and he's going to tell you what is to come. So Jesus goes and Jesus is going to send the Holy Spirit, send the comforter, send he. And when the spirit of truth comes, he's going to say the same things that Jesus says. Jesus says the same things that God says. And when we're trying to understand, to discern from the spirit of truth about what the Holy Spirit wants us to do, we need to recognise that there should be a family resemblance to what is being said. You know, a family resemblance, you, you might have, you know, your dad's ears, your mother's eyes and your grandfather's golf clubs or I don't know what it looks like for you but there's a family resemblance and you can see people in the family and you recognise uh, things about them. When the Holy Spirit talks to us there should be a family resemblance about the kind of things that Jesus says and, and the, the way that Jesus speaks and it should remind us of Jesus himself and so when we read the spirit of truth is going to guide us into all truth that truth should sound and look like scripture It should sound and look like Jesus. And that should be a way that we discern that. And the way we do that is not to think there's some additional extra truth. This is truth that that Jesus has revealed. This This is missional stuff that Jesus is talking about. This is the plans and purposes of God that have gone on from the beginning of the time. This is not extra truth. This is not aliens are real weird truth. This is sounding like Jesus truth that we are guided into. It's the mission of God. And we find in Scripture when people were trying to discern the mission of God and the voice of truth and, and to hear what it sounded like Jesus, they did that together. They didn't go off on their own to do that. They used the community. And so if you're trying to discern what the Holy Spirit's saying to you, use the people around you. Use the trusted believers who are, who are in your world, the you and a few, the you and a crew that we often talk about, um, and discerning it together. Another thing that we can use to identify the work of the Holy Spirit, the Paracletos. It says in 14, he will glorify me because it is from me that he will make known to you. For it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. The Holy Spirit is going to glorify Jesus. The work of the Holy Spirit is to proclaim, to lift up, to exalt, to draw attention to Jesus because Jesus is the way that we are saved, amen? So that's what the Holy Spirit does. 
And when the Holy Spirit comes in Acts chapter 2, we find that is, is this incredible story in Acts chapter 2. We've talked about it a little bit in this series. In Acts chapter 2, all the disciples are gathered together uh, and, um, and Jesus has, has gone back to the Father and he's about to send the, the advocate. And he comes and, uh, and the, they're gathered together and this roaring wind fills the upper room and tongues of, of fire land on everyone's heads and they start speaking in other languages uh, as the Spirit is poured out. And, um, and they start, it's just an incredible moment. But Acts chapter 2 actually echoes another story in the Bible. Acts chapter 2, with the, the languages poured out upon everyone and everyone speaking a different language, echoes a very different story. It echoes a story from right back at the beginning in Genesis chapter 11, after Noah's flood, after the flood. In Acts chapter 11, the people in Babylon have gathered together to make a city huge big city, and they decide to build a tower, a tower in Babel. It's called the Tower of Babel. And they say to themselves, ha, we are going to make a name for ourselves. We're going to make a name for ourselves. We're going to build this tower and it's going to reach heaven, heaven itself, and it's going to be us, and we're going to glorify us, and it's going to be all about us. We're going to build this tower. And God says, no, no. And God comes down and he puts language into them. And all of a sudden, people that could communicate with one language can no longer communicate because they are mixed up languages and they cannot, let, they cannot understand one another and there's confusion and people scatter in this story all over the earth. Confusion. But Jesus sends the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, and in Acts chapter 2, when all the believers are gathered together, the wind fills, the flames come, and God sends out languages, not to confuse, but to understand. And what do they do in the languages? They declare the works of God aloud to everyone. And instead of no one being able to understand anything, all of a sudden, everyone can understand. People from all over can understand and they hear God being praised. They hear Jesus' name being praised. They hear Jesus being glorified. They hear the gospel. Peter goes off on a tear and he just preaches at them. And at the end of it, 3,000 people have come to know Jesus. And he says, oh, repent and be baptised and be filled with the Holy Spirit. 3,000 people couldn't have gotten around Jesus alongside. So the Holy Spirit came. And 3,000 people like that came to know him, came to love him, came to see the name of Jesus lifted high. So as we are discerning, is this the Spirit? Let's ask the question, who's been glorified? Is it me? No, because it should be Jesus. It should be Jesus who is glorified, Jesus who is praised. So as the Holy Spirit is talking to you and you're listening to that still, small voice and you're trying to figure out if that prompt is, is actually from God or you're trying to figure out if that job opportunity is something that Jesus wants you to do, you're trying to figure out whether the Spirit wants you to um, pay for, for something for somebody else or, or give to church or May Mission Month or whatever it is, um, Let's ask the question, is Jesus glorified in this? Is Jesus lifted high? 
Because when the Holy Spirit speaks, it will be a challenge for us. And it will be something that we can only do if the Holy Spirit's in it. Where we can only do it if Jesus works through us in his strength, not our strength. Today we've looked at our frontline missionaries, those who go out into all the world, speak in lots of languages, and declare the name of Jesus. And they discern and they listen and they glorify Jesus. Church, I want to say that at GBC, we're all GBC frontline missionaries. That's our job. That's our role, is to declare and glorify Jesus. So as we're discerning the Spirit, does what Jesus, does what the Spirit is asking you to do, glorify and lift him up? And can you only do it in that strength? Let's think about that. So Jesus says, it is for your good that I'm going away. Do we think that's good? Yeah, we think that is good. What I'm going to do is, is I would love to pray for us, with us, as we finish this part of our service. Um, and um, at the end, Mark's going to come up and, and conclude our service. But we've been sitting down for a little bit long, and uh, this is the end of this series. So I would love to invite you to stand as we pray. Um, so if you're at home and you're watching, uh, would you stand? And let's stand and pray as, um, as we pray to that same Holy Spirit, the one who draws alongside. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you, God, that you are present among us through your Spirit. Lord, for those of us who need to be aware of your presence, I pray that they will know the Paracletos, the one who draws alongside, who comes alongside. Lord, I pray that our hearts might be open to that reality, that you might give us a sensitivity, an awareness of when your spirit is speaking. Open our ears, Lord, that we might hear you. Open our hearts that we might obey you. Help us to understand the work that you are doing. Lord, help us, loving God, to in all we do, to glorify Jesus, to be people who are on the front line. Lord, when we see you working in our community and, and changing people's hearts, Lord, will you use us? Will you use us to bless the world, to change the world, to help save the world? Lord, for those whose hearts are hard, who feel far away from you. Lord, will you use that gentle voice of conviction to draw us closer to you? Help us, Lord, to understand when we hear the voice of condemnation and to not listen to that and to give that to you. Lord, I pray for our church, whether we're here, we're online, wherever we are, that we might be people who love and serve you and are empowered by your Holy Spirit all of our days. Amen. We hope this message has challenged and strengthened you, encouraged you to pray and rely on God and blessed you today. If you'd like to get to know some of our church community, you can listen to the We Are The Church podcast. 
an open conversation with real people who call GBC home as they share stories of God at work in their lives and how their lives are being changed by Jesus.